0: What's up, everybody? I'm David Hain. Welcome to episode 55 of the A to D From Addict to Disciple podcast. I want to give a big shout out to our new listeners from Morocco. That brings us up to 44 countries. Thanks, everyone. If you would like one on one counseling, or to launch or join a group using the podcasts, or From Ashes to Destiny curriculum, Please send me a message by email at A2d at gmail.com or go to my website www.fromatod.org and click on the contact page. When we come back, we'll get into this episode entitled, Motivation to Start and Succeed in Recovery. Welcome back to episode 55 entitled, Motivation to Start and Succeed in Recovery. Well, recovery is for people who want it, not for people who need it. You see, you really need to desire to want to change. You need to believe that you can change and just as important, You have to have at least a spark of belief that it is possible for you to change. So as we talk about this today, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different in this episode. I asked two questions of eight friends in recovery from the US, England, South Africa, and Australia. They gave me their answers. I'll be keeping them anonymous but I'll be saying their answers as if we're holding a group meeting with all of them present. Okay, I hope you enjoy it. So the first question is, what motivated you to stop? So Adam, what motivated you? Well, what motivated me to stop was the hurt, the pain, and the disappointment I caused my family and friends. I was tired of letting myself down and having to get myself back out of that hole. My life had some really good times, and I had to focus on them. So I prayed and prayed, begging God to take the addiction from me. Then one day as I was praying, and I could hear God say to me, I can't take it from you you have to give it to me freely my son that was the day I finally gave it to God and I have never felt so good well what do you think about that Ben what motivated you to stop but for me it started as sort of a divine intervention in a homeless shelter one night And then once I had about a week clean with no heavy withdrawals, I started to get excited about what my life would look like if I could keep this up and I just got hungry to stay clean. That hunger is really a good point, Ben. What about you, Charlie? What motivated you? I was motivated by the hurt I was causing other people. I tried quitting for eight years until I was hopeless. I wanted to die. I would drive my car at crazy speeds hoping to not make it back. The accident finally happened and God saved me again. This time, however, there was a price to pay. My daughter's cries as I lay in the hospital bed. That gift of desperation and the toll it took as my wife and daughter had to take care of my every need, and the breakdowns they had along the way. That's what motivated me. Wow, that's some deep stuff, Charlie. Dante, how about you? I was motivated to initially seek help because I began to realize that I had a problem. It wasn't until I realized that I had a problem that I was really willing to admit I needed to do something about it. Part of my uncovering of my understanding of having a problem was that my fiancé broke off our relationship. I really feel like it was God moving in my life to bring me to a place of even acknowledging that I had a problem. At the end of the day, I had reached the end of myself. How about you, Eddie? What was it for you? Well, David, I found myself snorting lines on the way to work, at work, in fact, anywhere I found a place to do it. Then I started staying away from work and home for up to four days at a time, not being able to leave the drug den. Heroin would knock me out, and I found myself not being able to pick myself up and go home. I was about to lose my wife, my kids, my home, and my job. If I didn't get help then, I was going to lose it all. I had been up for prayers in church before to help me to stop my drinking and drug abuse. Deep down, I knew it was affecting everything around me. Now that I had been up for help, a pastor came and asked me, what happens when you walk into a dark room and turn on the light? I said, the light comes on. And he said, no, the darkness flees. You see, Jesus is the light that prevents darkness from dwelling inside you. So whenever I had a craving, I would just start screaming inside my mind, Jesus turn on the light That helped me stay focused and gave me my personal solution in controlling my cravings Wow, that's a powerful experience Frank, what was it for you? Well for me it got to the point where I would wake up in the morning and be looking for my first fix Rather than fixing myself the most important meal of the day breakfast It was not healthy. My addiction was putting strain on relationships with family and friends across the board. The more I ignored the thoughts telling me, calling me to do the right thing, the louder it got. I have seen and come across many people, some even peers of mine, that are stuck in the whirlpool of addiction just like myself. There are no support systems in place no youth programs, nothing. Greg, how about you? Well for me, a series of things led me to the point of stopping. First I passed out in the doorway of a store at midday after consuming one and a half bottles of whiskey from nine that morning. Then I ended up in a homeless shelter and I was motivated by two staff members as they encouraged me to make the step. And finally, it was a long-held, firm belief that I was worthy myself. And I was falling on my knees and asking God to help me. How about you, Harry? We haven't heard from you yet. Well, guys, unfortunately, there was no motivation to help me stop. I stopped out of pure depression and didn't have the willpower to commit suicide. I found that the fear of God was suddenly upon me, and I knew that God didn't allow suicide, and I was going to end up in hell. I was homeless, and then I came to my senses that I was really finished with this type of life, drugging, crime, alcohol and I had nobody. I turned back to God and started to pray and sought the help of some pastors and a homeless shelter at a church. I sat and cried about what I had done to myself in my life. I developed a strong hatred towards drugs and alcohol. I used that hatred every time I felt the desire for drugs and alcohol. It started helping me resist the temptation daily." Wow. I guess you can hear some common threads in there and I can. you can also hear we each have our own story. And the Dalai Lama once said, and I quote, there's a saying in Tibetan tragedy should be utilized as a source of strength no matter what sort of difficulties how painful an experience is. If we lose our hope, that's a real disaster. So one common thread I heard from each of the guys was finding that hope and not losing it, holding on. I also heard guys coming from just whatever they had and making the first step. And tennis great Arthur Ashe once said, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. And I think another common thread I heard from those guys was pain is the touchstone of spiritual growth. Okay, second question for all the guys. What keeps you motivated in your recovery? How about you, Adam? Well, I keep myself motivated by constantly praying and giving it to God every day. I continue to work the steps, and I try to find a way I can incorporate each step in my everyday routine. I have centered myself around sober men and women on the path to recovery. I attend AA, NA, and celebrate recovery. I pray lots and tend to keep a constant conversation with God. I started a prayer journal, and I have a schedule. I reach out to others when I'm not okay, and I also started the Vivitrol shot. I have been on it for three months, and it has helped with the added accountability. It's a constant reminder that if I pick up, it could be my last time ever. I'm grateful for every day, and I'm thankful for the family and friends I have. How about you, Dante? In short, God brought my sin to my attention. I was heavily embarrassed and wanted to find a way past all this. I've spent so much time in the Bible and I wanted to do it God's way. I was convinced and convicted that the only way was through the narrow gate, there was no getting around this. Honoring the Lord through his word in caring for my wife and for my family is what keeps me motivated to stay off the beaten path How about you Greg? Well, sort of similar. I got a growing trust in God and a realization that I cannot do it alone and that it's okay to be weak because it's in my weakness that God's grace Mercy and healing power is perfectly revealed I have this belief in myself that I am worthy And I have a sense of caring around me Finally, projecting forward periodically I create an image of being successful Of achievement and of happiness Eddie, what do you say? Today, I noticed that many of my friends and family so desperately want to give up their addictions, but because it's in their own strength, it's a constant battle back and forth. I believe that I admitted I was helpless to the addiction and asked Christ for his divine intervention. And my constant faith and Christ's grace and my instant healing has kept me drug and alcohol free since the day that pastor prayed for me. Harry, how about you? For me, it was the hatred of drugs and alcohol and its destructive nature that keeps me motivated. The life I have now and everything that God has done is a miracle on its own. And I'm too scared to lose it all over again. Just seeing my family together and happy Is motivation on its own. How about you Ben? For me there's nothing like getting involved in other people's messes. It keeps it fresh for me when I spend time with someone on the shaky edge of recovery either freshly clean or if they've got some time under their belt either way as an encourager with those people keeps me passionate and excited about staying clean. Charlie, haven't heard from you on this second question. Well, honestly, I don't keep myself motivated. My relationship with Jesus does that for me. I seek his face every day. He guides my footstep and when I can be obedient, I follow his will and I am blessed with the love and grace of the Holy Spirit. I live in happiness and joy of all things holy. When I take my will back, and believe me, I do, the enemy slips in, but one name makes him run. Praise Jesus. God, give me the opportunity to help someone today. Frank, guess you're the only one I haven't heard from. Well, simply put, I see it as if I can do it and succeed. I can and will do everything I can to help anyone else. No one is alone. Thanks, guys, for all your input. I hope my listeners have enjoyed this type of group meeting that we just held. And I want to close with two quotes. Rumi once said, don't be satisfied with stories, how things have gone with others. Unfold your own myth. And I wanna encourage each of you to not be satisfied just hearing others' stories. Begin your own story. And then finally, an anonymous quote, don't be ashamed of your story, it will inspire others. Thanks for listening to this episode of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. I hope you enjoyed our version of a group session as I shared the stories from each of those people as they sent them to me on WhatsApp or Messenger. If you enjoy these podcasts, help us bring this message of hope and share the link to friends and contacts around the world. If you'd like to support our work with people caught in the snare of addiction, homelessness, or incarceration, click on the support link in this episode's description. Your donation of any amount could change a life. Tune in Monday for our next episode, and as always, stay safe and stay strong.